What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our 5 p.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. Um, I highly advise you to go and I highly advise you to go and listen to um, this morning's message. TPT, not the TPT, that's not a message, that's a translation. It's my third, sir. Um, the 12 p.m., I mean, yeah, 12 p.m., 9 a.m. as well. I did address some of what's happening in the world. If you're not aware, um, the injustice continues, the racial violence continues. Um, And uh, I am very proud that God has given me the voice of privilege to stand and be able to share and stand in ways that some people, some leaders may not be able to. But I will tell you this, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you care about the equality of humanity you care about. There was a moment where Jesus, the attention was about saving the woman caught in the act of adultery. There was a moment where the focus switched and began to focus on the woman with the issue of blood and not the rest of the crowd. There was a moment where Jesus' attention was focused on Jairus' daughter. There was a moment where Jesus' attention was focused on Zacchaeus. There's moments throughout the Bible where you see God turn his attention towards a person and a people. And not once could you argue, did he love the world? But it was a moment in time where he chose to focus on a person or people, woman at the well. He focused on the woman and the woman ended up bringing a harvest. And God gives the world a chance to get itself in order. Some people will be like, oh, coronavirus is judgment. No, it's not judgment. Because if this was God should have been judged the world. How dare we as believers tell people that this is God judging the world. And we're painting a God who loves based on condition. Look, we don't need God to judge us. We'll destroy ourselves. Sin is at work within us. And so the church, if you're the real church, you actually, it's not a mission. It's not a movement. It's an actual mandate that you stand representing the heart of God in these times. If you know any men or women of color, you should call them and say, how are you doing? You don't have to say sorry in the sense of, because look, what happened to, uh, 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 yes, to Blake, what happened to, to, 
Floyd, what had happened to um, any of these victims, I'm still alive. I haven't gotten shot up. So you call me and say, sorry, that's happening to your people. I think a part of that, a little bit of that is ignorance. We do not and are not looking for sympathy. We're looking for equality. Right? And then at, at some point, that I'm not a fool, that, man, there was Asian people once enslaved. There's people right now enslaved that are not just black so I'm not ignorant to believe that oh, this is just all about black folks colored folks there is some very clear injustices that are happening in the world that that God is allowing to be highlighted so at bare minimum we can pray intercede about the issue some folks don't even want to put that on a prayer list and there's some people let me tell you if I'm going to race my son and we're going to have a race and, 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 and I'm going to say but I get a head start we're going to race from here to Clark but I'm going to start on Heatley. Is that a fair race? You can't oppress anybody for 400 years, 40 years, and then say, now, figure it out. Enough said about it, but what I will say is the church has a mandate. He says, when you gave water to the thirsty, you gave water to me. Jesus came for, the, for, for, for injustice. As I mentioned earlier, sickness is an injustice. When someone died for you to be whole. Mental illness is an injustice. There's someone persecuting your mind every single day. And so what we have to understand, church, more than ever, we cannot look for the world to provide answers and change. The, talking to a couple of people, you do know the government is up on his shoulders, Bible says. His government the king of kings government, the government of governments is up on his shoulders. Therefore, you do know that everybody, every government has to be proven not as powerful, not as faithful, and not have the ability to stand. Because his government is the only government that will withstand time, never change. And so we got to understand that God allows certain things and certain people to be put in position in places. You can't think it's God's will for someone to be a president because they passed a law that's in the Bible. But then their character is against God's heart. Let me tell you this. 
God's people is free from the law, therefore he doesn't need the law to make any change in the world. God doesn't need a policy to help his word out. His word is the policy. So, so while we're wrestling to get these certain things in place, we should vote, we should stand, we should speak out. But understand, God does not need no president's help to heal his people. What he need is obedient people, surrendered people. Because the world, as I said, is doing what is made to do. But are you doing what you're supposed to do? Do you know that you're a part of a government called the kingdom of God? And you are someone like a senator. You are someone like a governor. You are someone like a mayor. You have a responsibility to govern. It's called the ecclesia, the governing body of Christ. Do you govern your neighborhood? Do you govern your job? Do you govern the atmospheres, the ministries, the lives that you have been placed to steward? So how can you get mad at another politician for not doing their job well? You're a governor as well. You have a seat as well. It's called the mercy seat. You, 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 you're, you have, you, you, you're, you're sitting with Jesus, the Bible says. So before we and understand that God desires to save the slave driver as much as he's trying to save the slave. As I was talking to a very wise man earlier, he's not only trying to get the slave free, he's trying to free the slave so the slave master can get free too. It's to your benefit you let my people go. I'm not just trying to free the children of Israel and leave the Egyptians in bondage. I want Egypt saved. I want Israel saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loves everybody. And when we understand the bigness, the vastness of God's love, we'll stop pointing the finger. Let my people go. You can work against God, but his blood's still working for you. <laughs> you can oppress God's people, but it's, his blood still freed you. When his church begins to understand how much he loves the people he made. Maybe we'll see a greater harvest come to church. But ask them. No, that's your brother and sister. You just want the bread for yourself. But sin is sin. God had grace for you and the same grace he had for you he has for them period Lord want Trudeau he want Trump 
He want Obama. You, you find the, the wickedest people in the world. Guess what? The blood. What's <laughs> for them? I don't care what you think. And if you have a problem with it, you're wrestling with a, a religious mindset to think that the blood is just for you. <laughs> nope. Sorry. That, that wouldn't have been worth dying for just for you. He would have. But he loved the world. He loved the world. He loved the world. He loved the world. He that went his souls is wise. He loved the world. His name is for anyone that will believe in, except he loves you. He loves you. We can't be children that want mommy and daddy to ourselves and don't want to share mommy and daddy with our siblings. Guess what? He's not limited like our mommy and daddy. He's all of that for you, and he's all of that for somebody else. He's all of that for the billions of people in humanity. Thousand generations. He is all of that. Say all of that. He's all of that. And so, um, amen. I said, okay, where that scripture go? I got a geese word. Uh, Isaiah 58, uh, turn him down, turn Rachel's down uh, for me a little bit, please. Amen. 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 <laughs> Isaiah, if, see if we was in, a, in one of them, one of them churches, and then you had people hollering at you. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Isaiah 58, 11. Uh, we don't have to work on it. Okay. Uh, uh, Got to make, amen. Yahweh will always guide you where to go and what to do. He will fill you with refreshment. Even when you are in a dry, difficult place. I love how he said, it didn't say he will get you out of your dry place. No, he said, I will refresh you for your dry place. Yeah, nobody, nobody don't mind. I don't mind running a, a, a 20K uh, marathon. Is that is such thing? 5K, 10K, just a lot of running. If, if, I, if I didn't have to, you know, if I could just not start fatiguing. I think some of your mindsets would shift if you knew God was in the dry place with you. If you knew you was going to make it across, if you really knew you was going to make it across to the other side, you wouldn't mind going on the other side. He say he will continually restore strength to you continually. He does not run out of strength. So you will flourish like a well-watered garden. You will flourish like a well-watered garden and like an ever-flowing, trustworthy spring of blessing. Say, I'm a spring of blessing. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, I don't know about you, but I'm a spring of blessing. You gonna make somebody? Hey, Steve! Somebody walking up behind you, bro. Come on, man. Come on. 
He just crept up on you. He just violated a hood rule, Steve. Come on, man. Amen. Right, right. You was caught up in the caught up in the Holy Ghost. Now, now you just look to the person on the right of you. Just how you gonna tell if they got an attitude right now? You gonna look at them and say, "I'm springing." If they don't laugh at that, say they got a bad attitude. Amen. <laughs> I'm springing. <laughs> look, your people will rebuild long deserted ruins. Now, this I want you to understand, Troy. This is what we call for. We are restorers of breaches. We are called to the remnant. Pioneers do that. They take remnants. They take pieces and bring them back. That, that sounds like Jesus. And and brings it back to whole. He took your little brokenness and made you whole again. And so we have a work to do in this city is to restore the ruins. Building anew on foundations laid long before you. That is good news. That the foundations have been laid. You will be known as repairers of the cities. Get your coveralls ready. <laughs> you will be known as repairers, repairers of the cities and restorers of communities. Tell my her. If you stop pursuing all of that is based on this. If you stop pursuing your own desires on my holy day. Now hold up. He's not talking about if you just stop desiring your own will on Sunday. <laughs> God gave me one day. I just give God <laughs> one day. And then Monday through Saturday, I can do my own will. No, that's not what he is saying right here. <laughs> what we got to understand, man, the Sabbath day for us especially is not about Sunday. If you want, you need to take a Sabbath on Monday. It's a day that you intentionally enter God's rest, not take away rest. It's not less of God. It's not shut off everything and God. It's a day that you enter his rest intentionally and get refreshed and cut off some things. It's a day of sanctification. You can choose any day you want to. Well, the seven day of it is on Saturday. It's on Sunday. What? No, there is. No, no, no. What makes it Sunday? What makes it Saturday when I can, when he lives in me? Am I only open on Sunday? I am the church. Not just on Saturday or Sunday. We can do church whenever we want because we are the church. You can turn, turn a coffee meeting into church. 
I, my grandma, grandma, mama, man, the old time saints was not afraid to have church anywhere. All they need to start to do is testify. All they need is to start thinking of the goodness of God and that whole, that little, woo! Now, Denny's turned into the church, altar call. My grandma done told so many people, sorry, baby, you'll understand it better by and by. You'll understand why people rejoicing and shouting and dancing. You'll wake up one day and realize your life should be, it was created to live in celebration. You were created to live in rest. Don't let sin steal your rest. Stop. No, I ain't finished. You stop pursuing your own desires and give me all your days. It's not a player's holiday. It's a holy day. It's my holy day. And refrain from disregarding Sabbath. Refrain from putting me off. Refrain from, from not acknowledging your necessity for my presence. You just were not made to go, 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 go. And tell God, no, 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 no. If you call the Sabbath a delightful pleasure and Yahweh's holy day honorable, if you honor it properly by not chasing your own desires, if you go back, if you call the Sabbath a delightful pleasure, if you stop making it, making my presence an exhausting place to visit, I got to go hang out with God today. I'll call you back. My mama praying right now. Pastor went a little longer. I'll hit you when we done. Your friend texts you in church. Hey, when y'all going to be done? And you send them back the wide eye emojis. Oh, properly by not chasing your own desires if, if, if my people who were called by my name would humble themselves just turn to me and realize man y'all need me this world is where it is because we have gotten this far thinking we don't need God now you can go serving your own interests and speaking empty words. Then you will find the joyous bliss that comes from serving Yahweh. One thing I will never pull back from in all my days of life. If I need rest, 
it ain't gonna be pulling back serving the Lord. You can call 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 the job way my job is serving the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I forgot. Call the job and be like Elder John. I can't put <laughs> it. See, I might not step up in the pulpit and take some time away from there, but I am going to be here serving the people. I'm going to still serve the people he's called. I'm still going to worship every day. I'm still going to pray every day. I'm still going to serve my wife. I will never take a day off of serving God. And you do know taking rest, a Sabbath is serving God. I ain't talking about a vacation. I'm talking about a proper Sabbath. That is worship. Some people think God, God mad when we lay down all day. He mad if you lay down all day, every day. There's a difference between rest and lazy. Man, you will understand you need rest when you understand God needs you. And you got to be a skillful rester. Some folks think rest is like, he, he, he like, yeah, I just get a little rest on the keys and I'm just distracting with the Ray Charles finger and then slip into a... Not that kind of rest, sir. <laughs> that slumber. No, <laughs> Amen. But when I say skillful rest, you will find out, look at pro athletes, a game that runs fast, say basketball. You will find rookies get in the league and everything is fast. And then you'll hear, hear veterans talk about the game slowed down. And you got to understand that I remember playing against a guy named Andre Miller. Played, had a great NBA career. And I remember playing other teams and then I remember playing him. He was coached by a, a Hall of Famer coach called Rick Majerus, Utah University. And I remember we was up by like 12 with nine minutes to go. And you'll often hear commentators say, if, if they can keep it within 10 points by this certain amount of time, or we can get it under 20 at the half, there's this switch that champions have. Because not only did they steward their energy, stewarding your energy, they also prepared to have another gear to kick on when it was time. Some of us don't have the gear. You ain't got too much to steward. You know when you super out of shape and you start running? No, I don't like running. I don't like running. I ain't never been a runner. I ain't never been a runner. So they want to do this the whole time. I've been working out. Why well, ain't losing no weight? That's not aerobic exercise. <laughs> right? 
that's just how we look when we serve. Sometimes. <laughs> it's too much. It's, it's too much. Love course, y'all too. Y'all just, y'all all in. No, we just jogging. <laughs> we, 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 we just jogging. <laughs> yeah, we ain't out here just running super fast. We just jogging. We're in a thing the Bible called a race. And what you understand, what you are, what you are explaining as all in is that we found a pace that you're not used to. I don't need to sprint the whole race when I find my pace of grace. You'll even find the people in the marathon or the long distance running, they start off real fast. And then when you get to that finish line, the person that started off, ah, somebody shot me. People come in and they, they're excited and truly want to serve God, but they don't know how to steward their adrenaline. I can't steward your adrenaline. Some of us are tired serving because we don't manage our adrenaline. And we get disappointed when we can't withstand the pace You're like, Pastor, put me in. Pastor, put me in. I can't. I'll do the children's church. I don't care if it ain't started yet. I'll do the children's church. You put me an usher three times, three times a day. And whenever y'all plan a church, I'll help open it. And Pastor, I can do communion too. I can sing a little bit. Tell Dante to sign me up. When is rehearsals? All right, cool. Tuesday night, then you got to come to lovers meet lovers. I love Jesus. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love Jesus. I got that one down packed. No, 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 no. That's just what we call leaders, <laughs> lovers, leading overcomers vigorously every day as revolution sex. Okay, y'all going to have to give me time to learn that one. That's a lot. <laughs> and then you like really have a vision and a mission pursue overtake <laughs> and then you tell them that they got a song to learn and then automatically they think if they don't know the song we a cult we a clique I just don't fit in here no just just, just hang around just a little bit. You'll learn the song. Own responsibility to cause you. I just need you to get where I need you to get. Say what I need you to say. I will do the rest. Sow where I tell you to sow. I will cause you to prosper. Next. And be carried triumphantly over the high places of the land. Done. 
I will cause you. No, it's good, it's good. You will enjoy the heritage of Jacob. Generational God. You do understand that what Jacob, Isaac, and everyone that came out of their lineage only received a portion. It wasn't like God made a promise to Joshua and Joshua got the promise and God ran out. The blessing was spoken on the family. Oh, man. The blessing has been spoken on the family, the lineage. It has been spoken on the bloodline. That's why he says the same way I was with Moses, I will be with you. And then he says, certainly the mouth of Yahweh has spoken, which means it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Can't nobody change that, not even himself. Father, bless the word tonight in Jesus' name. <laughs> May we have eyes to see, <laughs> ears to hear. I'm gonna get this as much, I'm gonna get this to you as much as I can. I heard somebody say, Who are we talking to? Nobody. I'm pulling up my message for tonight. There it go. I just want to give you a few things, that's all. If you ain't got nothing yet, just in case. You didn't get nothing yet. I just want to finish up the power of the name of Jesus. And understand this. We are, when we stand, when we believe, when we choose to carry that name, that image, that likeness, we are admitting the bankruptcy of our own name. You realize there is no power in your name. So when we lean on the name of Jesus, we are admitting that his name is greater. We are, or we identify with the person of Jesus Christ when we are in his name. We don't just throw his name around. Let's not do that no more. Let's understand we are made in his image and his likeness. And that name is not to be messed with, not to be taken lightly. We pray when we pray in the name of Jesus, you do understand you pray in his authority. Oh, let's, let's, let's look at this. You, you don't come to God in your name. Have you ever prayed, Father, in the name of parents? That don't even sound right. I ain't got nothing to offer. But you approach God in the name of Jesus, in the authority, in the likeness, in the image, in the birthright of Jesus Christ, in the 
in, in, in the, for, for, for name's sake. You, you are approaching God in the, when you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand. When you come in the name of Jesus, you're standing in the authority of Jesus Christ. So it's not about your strength. It's about his strength. It's not about if you can move this mountain. It's about he has moved the mountain. When we come in his name, we submit to his will. You do know someone's will or inheritance is left behind. It's in their name. You, you benefit from their name. We submit to his will. When we come in his name, we are representing or representing him and his interests here on earth. We are representing and or representing him and his interests here on earth. His interests. That's why I don't get caught up if I lay hands on the sick or, or it's not about me. What happens? I'm standing on his behalf because he's interested in your wholeness. And I'm standing and laying hands and praying and believing and oil and all of that. I am standing because he's interested in you being well. Not standing because I got superpowers or I'm some kind of healer. No, he's the healer. And I am his representative because he's interested in your healing, in your freedom, in your deliverance. I'm standing in his stead instead of him. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, when you come saying in the name of Jesus, you're saying something that represents you expecting something. Because guess what? See, on darkness, when they hear the name Jesus, they expect something to shift. They go hiding, hoping they don't get caught, hoping we get in the flesh. Nah, Holy Spirit come and he has some gifts to expose, to see people free and delivered. I don't know how you use the name of Jesus, but I'm praying that through this time, you, you're, you, you would be more uh, mindful of the power of his name. And use it like a skilled sergeant, a skilled soldier, a skilled Navy SEALsman that understands what the weapons is for, not wasting bullets. Just throwing swords out. That's pretty sharp. No. Okay. That worked, that worked, that worked. No, no, no. Uh-uh. We know this work by faith. I don't need to shoot up in the air. Bernadette, they looking. Hi. How you guys doing? Y'all can stay right there. The Lord loves you. Jesus loves you. You can come on in if you want to, too. Dog ministry, five years. Amen. Oh, we're going to have a dog ministry. You know how many church, what church got dog ministry? We just need the property. We're gonna have some rules though. You can't even have no can't even have no COVID-19 dogs. Come on, if you take your dog temperature right now. 
Let me see your wrist. <laughs> nah, get that dog up out of here. He's been sleeping around. Sinning dog in Jesus' name. We... <laughs> get them dogs come in and heat, just messing up the ministry. Nah, uh. Get a Snoop dog up in there. <laughs> No. <laughs> bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. <laughs> no, no. Acts 1, Acts 1 says this. Acts 1 says this about some people. Acts 8 says this about some representatives of Jesus. The crowds were what? Eager. Come on, say eager. To receive Philip's message. And were persuaded by the many miracles and what wonders he performed. They were eager because signs followed. Oh, we need to listen to what they saying because they get results. Jesus just doesn't want to be talked about historically. Jesus just doesn't want to be talked about theologically where we just preach about the history of Jesus and we're not preaching about the presence of his power today. You, you have a form of godliness, but deny the true power. My God, I don't know about your God, but my God, he is alive. Yesterday, today, and forevermore, my God is alive. It says people was eager. This is what this social media stuff doing. I mean, this, this streaming. Oh, I can stay at home. Ain't no anointing there. Ain't about to spend all my gas money and go there and fall asleep. If I'm going to drive to a church, I want to encounter Jesus. There was a stat out there that people are beginning to leave, move away from the more traditional. They're looking for more charismatic churches. Like, uh -huh. A charismatic, no, people want to encounter a Jesus. You can only serve a dry Jesus for, uh, for uh, I don't know if you, if you could just live a long time serving a dry Jesus. You ain't never, ever encounter Jesus. You go to a service and don't never just like feel some type of way. You never touch the hymn. Is, you never just like feel compelled to stand up and raise your hands. Mm -mm, you ain't, you ain't going to lull me to sleep. I got to If I'm going to spend my precious time coming to the house of God, I want to be somewhere where it's clear he alive. Give me noise. I don't care if it's too loud. I'd rather it too loud than not loud enough. I don't want to hear my neighbor breathing. That's too quiet. Then you looking at me crazy because I clap. Anybody? Amen. X, uh, and then it go. So persuaded by the many miracles. Miracles and wonders persuade people to want to know more. You ever have like 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 meat on main has a very good ginger beer oh so good it's one of them things and I'm like okay I see why you 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 put a lot of you know you want me to return 
But man, that ginger beer is so good. And it makes me thirst for more. Folks yelling out, taste and see that the Lord is good. Give me something to taste. I don't want no, no, I don't want no, I don't want no uh, vegan Jesus. Plant-based Jesus. No, I will give me, give me steak Jesus. Juicy, New York, ribeye Jesus. Amen. Bison burger, barbecue sauce, honey mustard, Jesus. Curly fry, curly fry, Jesus. Strawberry cheesecake, caramel. Kansas City barbecue, Jesus. Come around here with no rice cake, Jesus. I try to put some almond butter on it. No. Jesus is alive. He's 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 nourishment. He is he's juicy in his word. His you man, he has enough. That's why he's like the fruit of the spirit. He got the juice. You can't encounter Jesus and leave the same. But are we representing him in a way that makes people want more? People going to be choosy, like, but it don't matter. That's why there's many restaurants and that's why there's many churches. But it's intended for you. The word of God should always be followed with signs and wonders. Don't you ever settle for less. When you leave, whatever that word was about, you have a right to expect that that word should perform. It's Bible. He says, I perform my word. Acts 8, verse 7. Many demon-possessed people were set free and delivered. I want you to understand that not all demon-possessed people look demon-possessed. Some demon-possessed people look super saved. Not all demon-possessed people walking like this. <laughs> Let me tell you this. If you got a lion spirit, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you just freaky deaky, you're just addicted to sex, any form of sex, You are being held captive by what it say, evil spirits. And it says that many demon-possessed people were set free and delivered as evil spirits came out of them with loud screams and shrieks. And many who were lame and paralyzed were also healed. I love it. This resulted in an uncontainable joy filling the city. Wait a minute. 
This didn't say this became an uncontainable joy filling the church. The church, something happened in the body of Christ. Listen, I, I hope I can help on behalf of the world. So it happened, the church was representing Jesus and the culture, the world was impacted and the city was excited because change came. Um, if you think that this is just talking about the Lord showed up at church and all the Christians was delivered. No. Demon possessed. Evil spirits came out of people who have been harassed, possessed, held down, beat up, depressed, oppressed, every type of perm press, everything. They were held captive. And a day, these believers believed God. They represented Jesus. And because people got free, the city was inflated with joy. I don't know how you think this harvest going to come in without miracles. Folks ain't coming in here to hear a message. Folks ain't coming out from the world to, to, to just hear a message. You're not going to go on the corner and just preach people in the church. You might get a few here and there, but people need evidence. People got questions. And sometimes you can't answer the things miracles can. Miracles answer a lot of questions. Miracles are have folks like, I'm, I can't explain it, but I believe now. Because ain't no way they should have got up. Ain't no way that should have happened. Ain't no way. And look, a miracle ain't a leg growing only. Salvation is a miracle. You giving your life to Jesus is a miracle. And for some of y'all coming to church is a miracle. Nothing draws people to Jesus as fast and as abundantly as miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles are in the fabric of Jesus' ministry and church. I think with some places we didn't gave up on miracles. Jesus returning gonna be a miracle for some people. Oh, he really did come back. Acts 3. But Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have. That I give to you. Let's see what Peter had to give him. In the use of the name of Jesus. Guess what he had? Jesus. You see the currency of Jesus' name. Jesus was there in his name. Jesus was not present how he was before with them. Jesus was there and you see the power of his name. If you got his name, you got his presence. But are you stored in the name? Do you believe in the power of his name? Do you understand what's packed into his name? His image, his presence, his likeness is in his name. He said, I don't have nothing to offer you. This is where the scripture in Proverbs says, look, a great name, a good name is greater than your riches. He said, look, bro, all these people kept giving you silver and I don't got no silver and gold for you. I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. And I got the name of Jesus. Do you see the value that they place on the name of Jesus? 
Look, 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 in your relationships, you got to get to a point like, bruh, what do you want from me? I can't give you any other advice. This is what Jesus tells us to do. If you're with your brokenness, with your marriage, I'm not going to give you no other advice. All I got is Jesus. And when you realize Jesus is greater than anything you can have or offer this world, the greatest thing you can give this world is the name, the presence of Jesus. Stop trying to impress people. Give them Jesus. And let Jesus carry the burden of impressing these flaky people. Give them the Jesus. No, I'm not breaking up with you. I'm just giving you the Jesus. I'm just going to drop you off with Jesus real quick. We're going to put Jesus on that. It was Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Yeah. Jesus is. Follow that. Follow that. Follow that. And tell him what you want. Hey, he scared you, Michael, huh? Got it. Got it. Got it. That was a song, that's an old school song. They just call them up and tell them what you want. Like, stop calling me. Call Jesus. Call Jesus. Just call Jesus. Erica Badu, she, Erica Badu did it. She didn't say Jesus, she said who? Tyrone. But she's like, nah, you better call Tyrone. I, I'm over it. Call Tyrone. That's where you want to be. Then go and call Tyrone. You better call Tyrone. Call him. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Amen. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. The God of our forefathers has glorified his servant and son, Jesus, doing him this honor whom you indeed delivered up and denied and rejected and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had determined to let him go. But you denied and rejected and disowned the pure and holy, the just and blameless one and demanded the pardon of a murderer to be granted to you and his name through and by faith in his name has this has made this man whom you see and recognize well and strong hold on hold on and his name through and by faith in his name is what made the man healed I love it because the doctor couldn't say you used illegal medicine. Right? The, the, there was no one that can accuse you from doing anything illegal. They just put Jesus on them. And some of the issues that we're going through in our world, if we let Jesus handle them, we'll be okay. And I just believe. God is calling his church back to believe in him. Believe that he's enough. When is Jesus going to be enough to this generation? There was a generation where Jesus was enough. 
Vancouver. Would Jesus be enough to Vancouver? Vancouver got everything. It's a beautiful place. Can this be a wealthy? Is it possible for wealth and God to be in the same place? I believe so. If you can let God use your wealth, there's room for both people. But God will not compete with the pride. Which is through and by his by him, Jesus has given the man this perfect soundness of body before all people. His name brought him perfect soundness. Chapter 4. Let it be known and understood by all of you and by the whole house of Israel that in the what? Come on, that in the what? And through the power and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. It is by the name. It is by the name that you have come. Understand that somebody prayed in Jesus' name for you. And you are here because someone stood in the authority of Jesus Christ on your behalf. That's the power in his name. And you got to believe if, if his name worked for you, it can work for them. Maybe y'all was always good people, but I was a lot. And if his name had the power to take drugs, the taste of drugs out of my mouth, alcohol out of my mouth, cussing out of my mouth, uh, uh, poor self-esteem out of my soul. I'm talking about his name has the power to literally make all things new. And there is salvation in and through no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which we must be saved. There's no other name that can save you. Dr. Neal is like, wow, what's this thing about a name? A name. His name carries his presence. And we have to, we have to have honor for his name. I challenge us to not throw his name around loosely there's power in the name of Jesus he said while you stretch out your hands to cure and to perform signs and wonders through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child and servant Jesus when you reach out and stretch and lay hands, when I, when we have anointing service, when I've laid hands, when the elders have laid hands on you, we are representing, representing Jesus. We literally, when, when, when I've come and spoken words over you, or if I speak words over you, anyone, I am literally 
representing Jesus. I am instead of. I am standing because he's at the right hand. I'm there. We're all there. We got up when he got up. But in this earth, I represent his heart for you. When we have ordination services, if he was here, he would host them. He's not here and he's still hosting them. Because we're submitted men and women, we are vessels that he is using and we're standing on his behalf and saying in the name of Jesus. When we conduct a wedding, that's why you don't let just anybody do your wedding because whoever's officiating your wedding is agreeing. And so if I'm officiate, then I have to agree with what God say. And if he say no, then guess what I'm going to say? No. We're standing on behalf. We're ambassadors. We don't bless nothing he didn't bless. That's a scary thing. You don't go around, thus saith the Lord. But you also don't walk around being scared to say, thus saith the Lord. But I, I ain't going to say it's God. Don't prophesy over me. You know, I, don't, I, I think I felt it in my spirit, but just pray with me. I, like, I think it's God, but I'm like, can you just tell me what you think God said? Releasing them the bipolar words, just double-minded words. I think that God said. And we're in a generation where we're, we either overuse it and everything is God because we just don't want to stand on behalf of him and release the word. So if something don't happen, then we want God to take credit. But then when it do happen, we want to say we was the ones who released the word. You represent Jesus. Who are you? That he desires you to represent him. Who are you that he says no. I'd rather you stand on my behalf and I'm going to go. Who are you. That he died so he can live in you. Some of the traveling Jewish exorcists, men who adjure evil spirits, also undertook to call the name of the Lord, Jesus, over those who had evil spirits, saying, I solemnly implore and charge you by the, by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. They even had this relationship. They're like, we're going to cast you out. And Paul, the, the, the Jesus, Paul, you, know, you remember Paul? Come out of him in, in his name, in, in the one Paul. The Jesus Paul, sir. Like third party deliverance. <laughs> Skip the dish. That's a deliverance service, too. Amen. But the one Paul preaches, this was seven sons of a certain Jewish chief priest named Sceva. Better known as the sons of Sceva. But one evil spirit retorted, Jesus, I know. Uh-uh. It ain't going to be that easy. Fake ID. Paul, I know, but about 
but uh, who are you? You didn't even come to me on behalf of Jesus. You came on behalf of the Jesus Paul, though. Hey, hold on. Have you been walking your Christian journey? Serving the God your grandmama know? Rolling on grandmama's credit. Hallelujah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to break through like grandma said. Now, you, grandma should have trained you and taught you, and now you got to walk in your faith. You got to have your personal relationship with Jesus because what you got to understand is the same demons that tremble at Paul when you have faith in the name of Jesus, the same, the same thing is for you. But do you believe in the name? We go down to Mark 6. And they drove out many unclean spirits and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them all. And these attesting signs, verse 17, will accompany those who believe. You ready? Those that believe will go in my name. They will drive out. And I just had to look up this word, drive out. Drive out. Say drive out. Like you, you went too fast. We got smart people here. They will not listen to me and start reading. They will go way ahead. She's like, oh my God, I started reading. <laughs> In my name, they will drive out. Say drive out. Come on, one more time. Say drive out. This is very important that we understand drive out. Now, drive out is to drive away, drive off, drive out, dissipate, dismiss, turn out, evict, extrude, utter, bounce. It's time for you to bounce. In Jesus' name, oust, eject. You ever roll around with somebody with a bad CD or a tape? You be like, man, get this garbage out of here. Eject. Expel. Drive out. Dislodge. Drive away. Drive off. Drive out. Dissipate. Dismiss. Turn out. Evict. It's time to go. Extrude. Utter. Bounce. Owls. Eject. Expel. Dislodge. I got expelled a couple times from school. I didn't get kicked out of school. I just got expelled for a few days. And when you get expelled, you can't come back on the property. It starts off with a referral. Go to the office, Terrence. take the referral and depending on what it was a fight or too many warnings you get suspended and depending on what it is that's how long you get suspended two days three days sometimes it's a cool off day just go home and, and start over tomorrow but when you suspended you cannot come on school property or you are violating the law And I think that we allow 
too many things that is not of God to trespass in our life. When you have the power of Jesus in you to suspend, evict, eject, dismiss. You ever just get dismissed before? It's like... See, that, see, Eve went like this to Satan. You have to learn how to do it. This. Dismiss. Rude. See, some of us are rude to the wrong people. We ain't that rude to the devil. We get more attitude with people trying to help us than we do the enemy. Give me a few more. Few, 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 few. This word Ekbalo in the Greek. Can I help you out? Ekbalo. Thrust out with great impulse or even violence. Great impulse or even violence. Here you go. It is a strong word for a forceful, dynamic action. So we got to stop easing the devil out of our lives. Okay, just okay, just three, two more days. Just after this. You don't make the devil comfortable. I don't know if some of you've been around long enough, you'll see, um, you gotta bear with me. Sometimes you'll see when Pastor T get a little aggressive, I keep on, I keep on saying stuff or it feels like I'm poking at something or somebody or something. No, I've I've discovered in some places wolves and sheep clothing or and you got to understand as an overseer is my job and elders jobs when we see something that can harm people you have to poke in a way because sheep will repent wolves will leave because they've been found out doesn't mean a wolf know they a wolf And I'm not saying everybody that came and left is a wolf. But what I'm saying is there's many ways that you drive the enemy out. But sometimes we want to break, make covenant or, 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 or link up with the enemy. Look, let me tell you, you can't deliver the enemy. That person has to get delivered in order to get delivered from the assignment. It goes, be deprived of the power and influence he exercises in the world. That's what this word means. Be deprived. Jesus said, I have deprived the world of its power. I've driven it out. It has no power. It means to compel one to depart in stern, though not violent language. Right? You can't be soft. In the name of Jesus, come out if you want to. count of three and this word stern means putting someone or something under extreme pressure I love this you have to apply pressure on the enemy you, you how do you apply pressure on the enemy 
worship, prayer, praise, soul winning applies a lot of pressure. This is why he says, he that winneth souls is. That's how you back the devil up off of you. You win souls. You start snatching his currency. Stern, serious, and unrelenting, especially in the assertion of authority. Assert your authority. An exercise of discipline. Here you go. Some ways to deliverance is to resist versus cast out. The Bible says if you resist, he will flee. Sometimes you don't need somebody to lay hands on you. You just need to be disciplined. Pastor, I just can't get this extra one. I got two demons over here in my left hip. They just won't leave. If you know how many demons you left with, you should be able to deliver yourself from them. I've had folks come up to me that the, the, I went to one church and the ministers, they, they, they partially got me delivered, but they didn't finish. So you mean the Holy Spirit left some demons. I got three more. Make sure I don't hug you on that side there because I don't want to squeeze one of them. <laughs> no, what I've noticed, and I had to have that conversation with a young lady one time. And what she wanted is she wanted to go to the back and have some ministry time. And the Lord says, tell her, no, I delivered her that day. What you have to understand is the other part of your deliverance is not rolling around, not vomiting, not making the other part is discipline. You now actually have to walk your freedom out or you give permission for reentry. They come back seven times stronger. So somewhere in between the deliverance and now, you've left some doors open. The ministers didn't leave two demons. The Bible says, if you have been delivered, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Holy Spirit delivers people. You can't tell me Holy Spirit got a few demons out because he was tired. No, you was free indeed right there on the altar. And when you walk out there, you should walk in your new man every day. There is violence in standing. Let me give you this last scripture we'll close. I want you to remember this this week. There is violence in standing. Sometimes you don't even got to say nothing just stand because sometimes the battle is not about what you can say it's about seeing if I can move you or adjust your posture it who bless us right bless us right now Lord you know, you, you know when your kids or your spouse or a friend say I didn't say nothing your face said something 
Your body language said something. Your tongue, like you just, you didn't say nothing. You don't have to say nothing. You ever walk up to somebody, what's wrong? Nothing. You walk in the room, they just, and you're like, what's wrong? Nothing. You ever see a kid playing sports and they got a bad attitude and they walk out on the court like, like, come on! And they're like, what? I want you to understand what I'm saying. Your body language is a weapon of warfare. You don't think body language is a spirit, have spirits connected to it? Go check out some prostitutes on the corner. They don't have to say nothing to you. But it's something, something I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I ain't going to do it, but it's something in the walk. You ever go to the club, you go anywhere, and you have, you you, you know, in your single days. Remember, Michael, when you used to go to the club? <laughs> and you can, you can tell that girl that's inviting you in without saying nothing because of her posture. You can tell when she walked up to the bar and she just. How you doing? What is she doing? What is he doing? There's a posture. I want you to change your body language. And when you stand, stand like an armed soldier ready for war. Stand tall, stand proud. Your body language even communicates certain energy to yourself. All right, Elder John said a while ago, he said, Pastor Terry, you, you, got, you, you, you got a certain, a certain posture. Like you see people that stand straight up or people that drive like this. Some people have such perfect posture, it get on your nerves. You like, Relax. And then, and then sometimes you, you be some people be slouched on. You ever seen someone that looked defeated? What did that do to you in your spirit when you saw them? They didn't say nothing to you. You have body language that communicates to the spirit realm. You know why? Because your body language is reflecting what's happening on the inside. Even if it's just I'm tired. You look tired. You ever see some people look old and they not old? This shell tells. I challenge us to correct our body language. First Peter 4. Withstand him. Be firm in faith against his onset. Be rooted, be established, be strong, be immovable and determined. You ever go look at football players or like, like there's a posture. You can't just be lined up like this. 
why is it a powerful thing to have a church home? But you got people you can stand with and that can stand for you. Look to your neighbor and say, we could be standing buddies. Can we give God a big old hand? Come on, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we thank you that we are a people with backbone, broad shoulders. We are lean, we are fit, we are strong. Amen. Equip us for the race we're called to run. Amen. Teach us the muscles we need to work out to withstand the test we're called to go through. One thing, Lord, that I am super grateful about is that you've put people in my life that is standing with me. When you want to talk about a miracle, do not underestimate standing buddies. I don't care if I got three people. There's people in here right now I could look at it and know they got my back, my front, my side. That 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 is a, that is and look, it ain't gonna be the people you need. You want your family to stand with you. Something they can't stand. The anointing on your life, let alone stand with you. The people that stand with you have to be in agreement with and for you. So there's people that don't even understand why you do what you do. They cannot stand for you and with you when they don't understand how to stand. So when God gives you people, a body to stand with, do not forsake the gathering of the standards. When you abandon coming to church, you abandon being with your standards. We're praying for you, praying with you. Build your standing team. And you shouldn't have hidden standards. The Lord has sent you standards. And you, in my role, you got to stand with everybody. Every last person that want to be stood with, we going to stand. And then we got a little grace period when you don't want to stand with us. We're going to stand until we get that release date. Then we're going to, you better call Tyrone. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm on this journey with a church family with Amen. I'm glad I'm not walking this road Amen. by myself Amen. I appreciate one person standing with me I value every person that stands with me and my family every text message every bit of encouragement every authentic hug every blessing every gift every babysitting every errand that's read you got to run you have to understand the way I see it is you're helping me stand armor bearers you're helping me stand and hopefully when I go study when we pray for you and when we do certain things you understand it's part of me standing it's a way of showing that I'm here with you and here for you 
Don't ever let the enemy discourage you from serving your brother and sister. Why? Because serving is standing. And that's what the world is looking for, is people to stand for them and with them. And standing with people is not always nice. Sometimes standing is accountability. There's people on the street corners right now that don't have standing buddies, don't have family. Don't take for granted when you have people that stand with you, that have your back, that go to sleep thinking about you, praying for you. Don't take for granted that God has put you on somebody's mind. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.